0: Welcome back to Administrative Static. Mark Chenoweth with you. John Vecchioni is in court. Uh, so, here to impersonate him is uh, Casey Norman. Uh, Casey is litigation counsel here at the New Civil Liberties Alliance. Welcome back to the program, Casey.
1: Thanks for having me back. I'll do my best to do the John accent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. Say something wild and crazy. <laughs> um, and so uh, so for our for our radio audience in Colorado, uh, we're actually going to talk about a Colorado case uh, that, that Casey's been working on uh, for quite a while now uh, that just got up to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit. An oral argument was held uh, this week. The case is U.S. v. Lesh, and there's a lot that could be said about this case, but I guess- maybe the, the most important kind of background to remember is that, that Mr. Lesh uh, has was, was charged with and convicted with uh, uh, undertaking commercial activity uh, in a U.S. on U S forest service land. And he, uh, he was snowmobiling or a picture was posted on his uh, social media of someone snowmobiling, I guess it wasn't established at trial, whether it was him or not. Uh, but this, but the uh, the court decided that this was commercial activity, and that he had trespassed on a, or not trespassed actually, but had gone onto uh, land that was marked off allegedly as sort of no snowmobile land. So how did how did the court handle those? Uh, and I should say you were there at uh, at the oral argument. Richard Samp uh, argued it for us, but you were you were there to see how the different. Uh, judges reacted uh, to the arguments. What did they What did they make of Mr. Lesh? What did they make of these two arguments, Casey?
1: So they, I think, they were very receptive to our arguments, and we had actually. So there are two counts in play. One of the counts against Lesh is that he was snowmobiling in an area where it's you know not designated as permissible for people to snowmobile. And the second one is the commercial activity aspect. They said the fact that he was snowmobiling and took this photo and put it on his personal Instagram page, that that constituted commercial activity.
0: Which seems like a stretch, always has seemed like a stretch to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we argued that, you know, it's not commercial activity. There's no evidence whatsoever that he received money for this. There was no consideration exchange of any benefit. Um, You know, he posted it on a personal Instagram page and didn't even tag, you know, his business or anything, anything connected to, you know, monitor our gains. Um, so we th- we thought that that might be the tougher argument because he is considered an Instagram social media influencer. He has a very large following, and he has his own you know ski apparel shop, um, and that has its own Instagram page. So they're trying to say you know the two Instagram accounts are connected, and anything Lesh does really is you know he's the face of the company. So this is commercial activity, um, and on that argument, I think the the
0: judges were the, 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 the face of the company thing. I, so is. Everything Elon Musk does, uh, it can be attributed to Tesla or to SpaceX or to, you know, the boring company or, you know, I forget how many companies he owns, but that that just seems wrong
1: exactly I mean one of the one of the examples that we gave to the judges was you know imagine a celebrity like Jennifer Lawrence say is on a hike you know on national forest lands um, and she takes a selfie and she puts it on her personal Instagram page is that a violation of this US code and regulation is she's she's gonna end up in court as well for <laughs> for doing this violation I mean it's right, not right. how is that commercial activity um, so I mean, they, they seemed very receptive to that argument and they were you know they really loved the Jennifer Lawrence example actually <laughs> <laughs> and they kept throwing that back at the government and saying, you know, that seems, I mean, that doesn't seem like a violation. How is this a violation? We don't even know that Lesh was in that photo. He didn't tag anything in, you know, in the photo of his business. There's no evidence at all that there's a commercial aspect. Um, so I thought, you know, that was our, our First Amendment argument. I'm um, yeah. saying, you know, the posting of this was speech and there, it's content-based, you know, First Amendment violation because he posted this you know, picture of national forest land. Um, so they, well, I,
0: and, and I think rich, I don't know if this, if he said this normal argument, but one of the moots, I, I think it was rich had said that at the national parks, they always say, you know, take nothing but, but pictures leave yeah. nothing but footprints. That's all he did. He left, you know, he, he, if it was even him, he mm-hmm. took a picture and left tracks. Like right. that seems like exactly what they tell you to do. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they try to claim that the the posting of the photo is not speech; it's just evidence. And th- that this is the way that they try to get around the First Amendment argument. They say we're not going after a speech; we're just saying the fact that he posted that photo is evidence of his intent to get this commercial gain. But again, there I mean, there's no evidence of commercial gain. And really, if he hadn't posted the photo, I mean, there's no there's no violation there. He he went snowmobiling; he took a photo, and as you said, they encourage photos. Right. Um, <laughs> so it really it's kind of nonsensical. But the judges seem to really take to our argument in that respect. Um, um, surprisingly, on the other count, which has to do with him snowmobiling, just the fact that he was snowmobiling in this area—that w- which is
0: which is allowed, but not everywhere.
1: Right, exactly. And the the regulation at issue here says. It basically requires that the government indicate on a map at all times where people can snowmobile and where they can't. And the crux of our argument there is that the government submitted no evidence whatsoever. Never
0: introduced a map at (laughs) trial. Yeah, no map ever that
1: indicated where you can and cannot snowmobile. That should
0: be open and shut case. You win. (laughs) Right. But but do I remember correctly the... The magistrate judge did research on his own and found a map online.
1: Yeah, so at the conclusion that of the seems trial so strange. um and it wasn't a jury trial I should point out that yeah. we'll get to that later but at at the end of the trial when it was done the magistrate you know considering the evidence and everything he googled I guess and found an undated map Um, A year after the fact, you know, where the incident happened in April 2020, and this magistrate judge found a map in October of 2021 with no date and said that that was sufficient evidence that there was a map at the (laughs) the time that Lesh supposedly was snowmobiling.
0: And what did the court think of that?
1: The court, I mean, the court had more questions than you'd expect because you'd think that would be open and shut. But the, the government's argument there was that we forfeited this argument because mm. they claimed we didn't raise it below in in the exact specific language that we needed to. But I mean, really, the heart of our argument the entire time has been that the prosecutors failed to introduce any evidence of this map. Um, and they're trying to say, well, we didn't challenge the magistrate's independent Googling um, and, you know, discovery of this map. But But the... I mean, the problem with that is that we couldn't because the trial had already concluded. And yeah, at what magistrate. point were you supposed <laughs>
0: yeah. to challenge it? You're right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, so you said we're going to get to the uh, to, to the other part here about the fact that there wasn't a jury trial. So that. that that came up as well,
1: right? So one of our arguments is that Lesh should have been provided a jury trial because you know, as the Sixth Amendment provides, and also in Article Three, you know, for any criminal prosecutions, you are right. You all being, right, isn't it yeah, all criminal all, prosecutions? Right. Yeah. Um. In the the tricky part with that is just that there is Supreme Court precedent where it said when you're charged with a misdemeanor, then you don't you don't get a jury trial necessarily. There's no right to that. Um. So we were arguing. But he was
0: facing a year in jail, right? Because right. he was facing. Consecutive six month sentences, potentially.
1: Exactly. And yeah, hefty monetary fines, too. I think it was up to $10,000 and a year in jail. Um, but yeah, regardless, the, the case law is pretty strong, unfortunately, um, that says you don't have this jury trial right, but we would like the Supreme court to hear the issue. And it seems like there is some interest among at least some of the justices. Um, so if on appeal, we can make it all the way up there, we're hoping that that might get amended and we can restore, you know, this irreducible six amendment right that should not have ever been right. <laughs> um, taken away in the first place.
0: Now, I, I, I'm going to do something you're not supposed to do, which is ask a question you don't know the answer to, but mm-hmm. this isn't a deposition. So, uh, so <laughs> Uh, I, tell me if you know, Casey, uh, if we win on the other two counts, uh, are we still able to appeal the jury issue to the Supreme court or would there wouldn't be anything to appeal? Cause there'd be sort of no harm if, if he, you know, wasn't facing any, uh, you know, any fine or, or, or pen, other penalty from the other conduct.
1: That's, I mean, it's a good question. I would assume we wouldn't be able to appeal because if all of the counts are taken away, they said, you know, you didn't establish sufficient evidence and, and all of that. I would think there wouldn't be enough harm to, to move forward. But I mean, we would hope that we could move forward on that point because it's a really important one. And then we could also, you know, assuage his fears of the, you know, having to go through another trial and, and face these fines and <laughs> go through a jury trial. Even that, I don't think he finds that prospect pleasant. But it's better than just having a magistrate judge.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and, and these magistrate judges are doing this all over the place, and it's not—I mean, magistrate judges have their place. I'm not—I'm not saying that no magistrate judges should ever be used for anything, but on the civil side, typically you don't get a magistrate judge unless both sides agree to it. So you at right. least have the sort of consent aspect to it. I take it there wasn't—that this wasn't a consensual type thing. I mean, he was assigned to the magistrate judge to hear this case, exactly. So, you know, I I would think that uh, – now, is that a separate issue that the lack of a jury is one issue and the fact that there was a magistrate used for a criminal trial, that's a separate issue? Or are those merged or we were only really focused on the jury piece of it? I think
1: we, at least in the briefing up in the Tenth Circuit, we've been focused on the jury aspect of it. And I guess, you know, the magistrate judge, that's kind of merged into it as well because that's what he ended up with instead of getting his, you know, his jury, which we're arguing he should have um, – but I, and yeah, and when you think back at the the origin of this case, it wasn't even just a matter of a year. I think he was facing six or maybe eight charges. I mean, it could have been a really mm. heavy time. And the fact that he had no option to have a jury is kind of all the more egregious.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think this is something the court's going to have to take uh, take a hard look at uh, before too long. Because you know, whether it's in in this case or, or another one, uh, it just doesn't seem right that you could face prison time or even a serious financial penalty especially when the Constitution says you have a right to a jury in all criminal prosecutions. Right. And that doesn't say all felony prosecutions or all prosecutions where you're facing more than a year in prison. It All criminal prosecution, all means all, I would think. Right. Uh, so uh, I think that Mr. Lesch and other folks in similar situations have every right to expect uh, an impartial jury and, and not a bench trial. Right. Anything else that uh, jumps out at you from the from the oral
1: argument that. Yeah. I mean, we, so we had two other arguments too, and I would quickly go through them because we don't have much time, but yeah. one of them was just the vagueness aspect of this uh, before, you know, most normal reasonable people would know what commercial activity means. You know, you're selling something, you're performing some kind of service on the land, but here it kind of opens up, this vagueness issue where, you know, Instagram Im- influencers, celebrities, anyone who's taking a photo of themselves and maybe down the line, someone wants to buy it. Who knows? You hang it on your wall and someone's like, oh, that's a beautiful photo. There sure. I mean, all these people on the hook. And I'm this, sure the people judges... have
0: photos of Jennifer Lawrence on their walls yes. in some places. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. But the judges took to that too. And the bottom, one of them, I think it was Judge Timkovich said, you know, influencers beware. Is that what you're saying government here? Because that seems to be the message that you're, you're conveying with this case.
0: Yeah. So. And what was your last argument?
1: Our last was the um, intelligible principle saying that, you know, the legislature is the only one who can make criminal laws and you can't grant the executive this broad power to criminalize vague <laughs> statutes or, you know, vague regulations like this.
0: Perfect. Well, good luck. Uh, we'll we'll uh, certainly report uh, to the audience what happens uh, at the Tenth Circuit when the decision comes down. Thanks, Casey. Thank you.